0: Welcome to the Vintage Collection Podcast. I'm Victoria of Victoria's Cantina and the Cantina Chatter Podcast, and it is here that we celebrate the legacy of Hasbro's Star Wars The Vintage Collection line. So, Chris, what did you think of that most recent episode of The Mandalorian?
1: I think Star Wars is so back right now, it's not even funny. Um, I think it's right back in the pocket of everything that was great about Star Wars. Uh, I've watched it three times already, and it does not get old for a second. I can't wait to watch it for a fourth time. And it was dripping with fan service, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. This is exactly what we wanted.
0: <laughs> exactly. I was just thinking last night, like, how is it possible that we live... In in a world where Star Wars this good exists, like what world is this?
1: And uh, if if anybody reads Bantha Skull, they know that um, we, t- we for a while we've been pretty big John Favreau fanboys, even before he he came over here. Uh, and he he just he he gets the DNA of things. Uh, you know, he he made Elf, and he completely understood what made that tick you know going back to the rankin and bass roots of elf uh obviously i'm just i'm Uh. quoting i'm 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 showing off that i just watched the holiday movies that made us for elf the other day uh (laughs) so but he went back to the sources you know of rankin and bass for that you know when i personally think that superhero movies weren't very good movies overall to include the original sam raimi um, spider-man trilogy then but iron man came out and it was just a good movie it didn't matter that it was sourced to a comic book that movie stands alone on its own Uh and so so then he made that movie he just gets the dna of things what makes them tick and you know i've as i wrote when um uh, chapter nine dropped with uh uh, you know uh, with Cobb vanth uh he he gets the the western roots of star wars and, and and how important that is and went back to that source so i i just think it's so good because favreau he's not an impersonator he understands the root cause of why things were so successful the first time, and that's why it's so good mm-hmm. right now. I, I attribute it to him, and he's picked just the directors he's picked have been fantastic um, on this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. Completely agree. Uh, I almost feel like I don't deserve Star Wars this
1: much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. It's been a long. It's been a rough road since 1999. I mean, I've enjoyed. I'm happy we've had Star Wars the whole time, but this is. It's. It's been a while since it's been this great.
0: Yeah, no, it certainly has. And, uh, you know, each week it seems like, man, this is awesome. Then you see the next one. This was awesome. And then the next one's like, it, it just it just keeps getting more crazy and better. And, yeah, it just, you know, like last week with Ahsoka, I was like, okay, then they're going to have a hard time, like, upping that episode. And then you see this week's and it's just like, wow. Like, it's like, I'm not even going to predict anymore because they're just getting better and better. It's insane.
1: The, the same thing happened. And I'm a little I haven't written my review for, for, uh, for the um the tragedy yet um but when i wrote it for the jedi it's like this is my favorite episode of all time now i have to <laughs> already say now the tragedy is my favorite episode of all time it was the sin the sin um from se- the chapter three from season one was my favorite episode for a long uh-huh. time i just thought that one was fantastic um but uh the- these last two have definitely taken over
0: yeah and by the way your reviews that you write for these episodes are fantastic <laughs>
1: thank you
0: yeah and you won that uh Anyone that's listening that hasn't checked him out yet, I mean, they're they're fun, they're fun reviews and it's uh, <laughs> definitely worth the read.
1: Hopefully you get a chuckle out of it without, mo- I'm not, I'm never trying to mock Star Wars, but hopefully you get a chuckle out of it without being mocking.
0: So um, yeah, no, it, it was awesome. Um, you know, Boba Fett all the way, you know, I'm all for that. You know, we, we barely got him in the OT and you know, this is the bow effect we've always imagined, like in our heads. You know, before we even had like a lot of expanded universe sources to to refer to, and uh, to actually see that materialize like before your eyes was just freaking incredible. And you know, I'm just really looking forward to seeing you know where that goes. The Slave One and you know all that stuff is just it's just yeah, it's just just reveling in it right now. It's amazing.
1: Can I do a little more fanboy gushing? Go for it. I think Tamora Morrison was perfect. I in this in this chapter, I think that was a Perfect performance. I could watch him recite lines of Star Wars dialogue all day long without any action. I just think he absolutely nailed the performance. <laughs> and it really goes back to, to me that, you know, why this is so great is it's making me want to rewatch some of the old stuff. So today I went back and watched all yeah. his scenes from Attack of the Clones. And for nice. I, I'm not a huge fan of Attack of the Clones. Uh, I've never made any bones about that. But the scenes between Obi-Wan and Jango Fett are fantastic. And that apartment scene, just the... For for just two guys uh, talking in a room, the tension was great, and he yeah. just he just nails that character uh, so well.
0: Yeah, totally. And I've seen some people saying online, "Oh, he's too fat." You know, it's like, well, I mean, first of all, it wasn't he's not the same actor that was wearing the suit in the original trilogy. Right. So I mean, there's you know, there's a, there's a difference in build. He looks closer to Django Fat in terms of his his build. So. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of being nitpicky about something. And, you know, he was also wearing those robes, secondly, so. And
1: he's older, you know, Uh, and uh,
0: and he's older. Yeah, I I can attest
1: firsthand. This is what happens when you get older.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Metabolism starts to slow down like a little bit after 30, I would say. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, no, we're all here for the gushing. So, you know, it's awesome. Uh, But, of course, this is the Vintage Collection podcast, so we do want to talk toys as well. Yes. Um, So the idea behind this episode, I think, was to comb over the Mandalorian as a whole. Um, Hasbro has released some figures. It it started out like a really slow drip, but thankfully in the last uh, month or two, they've announced a few more things. Um, So there is some stuff on the horizon, but there's a lot of stuff in Mandalorian that is very toyetic. Uh, I don't think we've had anything that's been this toyetic since the prequel trilogy. Um, so I want to talk to you about uh, you know certain things that really need to be in the vintage collection because there's obviously a huge uh, audience for the series. And uh, th- there's obviously a huge audience for the toys, as we witness with the the numbers that the Razorcrest did uh, during the campaign.
1: Absolutely. And I agree completely. This is the most toyetic property they've had uh, since Disney has taken over.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely. So, where do you think we should start? Where should we Where should we start with uh, as far as Mando the series goes to uh, to 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 comb over and look for toy opportunities?
1: Well, I, I uh, as I've mentioned before on some of the other podcasts, you know, I love three and three quarter inch for the world, uh, but it really does start with the figures. Uh, the, the figures unlock the world, and then the, the, they unlock the vehicles. So, I wouldn't mind starting with the figures that we need.
0: Yeah. Sounds great. Do you think we should go back to season one or how do you want to, how do you want to approach this one?
1: Um, if it's okay, I would go with the ones that I'm chomping at the bit, regardless of season to see.
0: <laughs> Let's do that. Sounds great.
1: Do you want me to offer my first bonafide, uh, no questions will sell till they break the mold figure? Totally. Go for it. And of course it's Ahsoka Tano, um, that, uh, it's frustrating that we don't have that one already. Um, I wonder if it's par- and partially because Disney's always worried about the leaks, um, and so you know they wanted to keep that under wraps. But that one is one that Hasbro c- could invest any amount of money in, and it would sell and sell and sell. Uh, uh-huh. And it's the one that pr- it's probably right now the number one on my priority list for The Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, this is even before this episode. You know, I've I was I've been hoping that they would redo Ahsoka. I mean, the one that they did for Vintage Collection uh, the first time around was okay. Yeah. Um, um but you know, that was just a very specific like look to, you know, earlier in the Clone Wars. So um, you know, I, I've been wanting for for a while for them to do maybe like a later Clone Wars version, maybe whether that's like season seven or uh even something from Rebels, I think would translate very nicely if they did it, if they approached it correctly. Um but now's like the perfect time. I mean, now she's in live action. Uh if if any a time to do a, a, a an Ahsoka Tano for vintage collection and a new figure I think that's the ripe opportunity to do it,
1: and I would personally like uh, in, in three and three quarters, both for the vintage collection and for the uh, stylized Clone Wars figures. We've only had green lightsabers. I would love to get a white lightsaber in this scale for Ahsoka Tana.
0: Yeah, I think the only ones that we've ever had were like those comic packs when they were doing like the what was it, like Legacy or something.
1: Oh, for the for the white lightsabers, yeah, yeah, yeah. the red the red guard yes, armored guards, the, yeah, yes,
0: and they were just like clear plastic.
1: Yes, correct
0: yeah that would that would be cool um yeah just to see that like did you see the card back that i that i designed the other day for
1: i saw my, the preview on, on my phone um for my work it's a very busy time of year so i looked glance at the preview on my phone but it, from the little preview it looked fantastic
0: thanks yeah no that's and and i made that because you know i'm you know that's what i want i want that figure to come out like now um, and, and so. your
1: your your, your bo katan uh both of them mock-ups were great too
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's that's another one I'm sure we'll get to. But um, yeah. I can't help but feel like they they need to see that that potential for that figure is there. And I know you mentioned three and three quarter, but I mean, in any scale, they wanted to do that. Do it as a shampoo bottle. People will buy it. So
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So what else are you thinking, Chris?
1: I mean, the, the next obvious uh, and uh, your readers are probably uh, listeners, excuse me, are probably priority ahead of us on this. But the next obvious is the Boba Fett from the last episode the nomadic uh, Boba Fett with the robes, and it would be great if they could do it. It might have to be a deluxe figure, uh, which doesn't exist in the vintage collection, sadly, but um, aside from the exclusive uh, Din Djarin with uh, the child for Walmart, uh, uh-huh. they might have to do it as, as a higher price point figure. It'd be great to have the robes and armor that you could attach to, so you can fully re- recreate the episode.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually a good idea, doing it in that sort of format, like they did for, for Din Djarin with the child, like they did for, Uh, The Amazon uh, Sith Trooper, you know, just that larger style blister that has, you know, the extra accessories. And then, you know, for regular vintage collection, you could just release like one like with the armor or something. Right. Um, Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd I'd love to see them do it in that format.
1: Obviously, that's another one that you attach Boba Fett to the name. As long as it's not a, a, you know, a preteen Boba Fett. You attach Boba (laughs) Fett to the name, it's going to sell.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt there. And uh, you know, we've seen that with any iteration that uh, that figure has has uh, come out on, even if it's a repack. I mean, it's you know, there's there's no worries there. I mean, that's like that's, you know, I, I don't yeah. think Hasbro should have any concerns about whether or not something like that would uh, would would pass through retail pretty quickly. It will.
1: As, as a side note, very sad to me that the uh, Evolutions Boba Fett, the Episode 5 Boba Fett that has been getting re-released in the Vintage Collection, is selling out every time. It's actually sad to me because I want that figure updated so badly, uh, but uh, there's really little incentive for Hasbro to do it because they're re-releasing the one from the Evolution set, and it is selling out every time it gets stocked.
0: Yeah. And I has that even hit, like, I mean, I'm sure, it's probably been part of a case of Sauron, but I haven't I've never seen that in stores
1: I think it did hit when the uh, fan channel waves were supposedly accidentally hitting uh, brick and mortar. But it Uh, wasn't intentional. Otherwise, it's been strictly the fan channel.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, that one does do very well. It always sells out. And I agree. A new one would be awesome. With the Return of the Jedi redo that's coming out uh, next year, I assume that, you know, at some point, hopefully we'll we'll get the Empire version as well. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. And then give us the vintage color version, because why not? (laughs) <laughs> um yeah no that that's yeah that's that's really cool i mean boba fett has to be you know part of this collection and again like ahsoka any scale shampoo bottle six inch but you know give us a three three quarter inch because that's what we're here to talk about
1: right and and i just have to say as far as uh big box retailers go it seems like if you put mandalorian on the package right now they'll buy it there yeah. is nothing that they are saying no to. There's Mandalorian light switches. There's Mandalorian, <laughs> literal Mandalorian shampoo bottles, toothpaste. You know, so there's I think everything. if you put Mandalorian on the package, they're gonna they're gonna place an order for it.
0: Yeah, I have the cereal in my uh, in my cupboard right now. So, you know, if it says Mando. I'm buying it. So, just saying.
1: L- I love it. Uh, I remember the C3POs from when I was a kid. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then the, there was Attack of the Clone cereal, too, I remember, with, like, Anakin on the box.
1: Did it taste like cardboard? Would it <laughs> match the movie?
0: It tasted like sand.
1: <laughs> Gets everywhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ahsoka, Boba. Um, I would agree with you that those are probably, like, the top two, like, bona fide smash hits that, you know, Hasbro could focus on, and they, they would... You know, like you said, gangbusters, they would do very, very well. Um, if we move a little bit further down the list, uh, what would you say could be another item that you think would be pretty successful?
1: So uh, th- th- this would be right below them. Um, I would put Paz Vizsla, the heavy Mandalorian trooper um, uh-huh. on on there from season one. I think that one and uh, with the Razorcrest success, uh, everyone that owns a Razorcrest is going to want that just for the shot where he's saluting outside the window. Yeah. Um, so I think that one would, would be another guaranteed success. Uh, the only caveat with that is obviously it's going to be a costlier figure for Hasbro due uh-huh. to the size. And I know for the black series, they, that, that was at the $30 price point, correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was at the 30. And then the, the car, the, um, credit collection one was 35 for some reason. So, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's i forgot who it was i mentioned it recently but somebody said like why do they charge more for deluxe figures but they don't charge less for like smaller figures like the like the spirit of yoda figure that came out at walgreens for black series you know a couple years back like that was full price um uh the uh who is it log gray that's currently in black series is or no it's tebow is is full price it's a smaller figure um so you know it's it's a little frustrating sometimes when you see those higher price points but um you know it's you know we buy them anyway so i guess that's it, what they it, know.
1: and one thing to uh to kind of go back to to you know for the precedent that's been set in the vintage collection if we go back to wave three the original wave three in 2010 the Gamorrean guard was at the regular price and it was offset by the uh r2d2 uh. in that wave that was the justification that, that gave them the wave costs averaging that they needed because they had that half figure in the case to offset the Gamorrean guard doesn't seem we don't like we get that anymore. We get the half the half figure, we don't get the deluxe figure at regular MSRP to offset it anymore. And that could be right. partially because because of the um, demanded by the pattern of that they're selling figures individually now too. So you know, somebody could overwhelm the, 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 the cost by or overordering the large figure and underordering the small figure.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true. And I think when that one came back it was like fourteen ninety nine, wasn't it, when it came back yes. like last year?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's still one of the best figures in vintage though. So
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Fifteen dollars ain't bad when you consider what they were going for in the secondary market at that <laughs> point.
1: And and to come with every accessory too was great. So you didn't have to buy multiple oh, yeah. versions.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, you know, at least you have extras in case something happens, which I always Right. Sometimes people complain. I don't get that. People complain sometimes, why did this figure come with that accessory? Like just bonus things that they don't necessarily need. But it's like, I mean, why would you even like, like, we barely get accessories these days. It's like, if you get something, like, just be gracious about it. It's I like, know. It's better to have something you don't need than something you need and don't have. So.
1: Right. And it, it's it's just a similar topic. It always cracked me up when people would get upset when um, OT troopers had the removable head and then Django Fett head was underneath. Uh-huh. And they would get really upset because that. That upset their headcanon you know they didn't recognize <laughs> jango fett as the as behind every helmet in, in the ot and it's just like well don't take the helmet off then you don't right. have to take it off
0: <laughs> yeah exactly it's a problem that solves itself right um so yeah i know that's um you know interesting stuff uh but yeah no paz visla would be a good choice um you know, again, maybe that deluxe format that, uh, you know, some of the, these, these retailers have exclusively, hopefully it wouldn't be the one that's going to ship it in a, um, a, a bubble mailer without any protection. And then, you know, it gets all mangled up. But um,
1: I, I have no idea which two you're talking about specifically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I want to mention one that I think is, sure. you know, might probably would be on your top five, but uh, I'm guessing could Bo-Katan be on there somewhere?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's it, it's funny. It's it's sometimes when... We mentioned Ahsoka because she's a little bit fresher in my mind anyway, having been just two chapters back. But um, some of them are so natural, you take them for granted almost. Like, you just assume they're coming. So, you know, I, I assume a Bo-Katan's coming. Uh, I can't imagine that not being... For, you know, it, it's it's right in Hasbro's wheelhouse because it's a it's going to be a smaller figure, but it's Mandalorian armor. It ties into basically every small screen, property they've had um, recently. So I just assume it's coming. That one's in the books.
0: I hope so. I've I've loved that character since, gosh, long time. So I I really <laughs> hope so. That that just. You know, like, like, you know, we're talking about Ahsoka, but at least she's had some sort of representation Vintage. And, you know, Bo- Bo-Katan hasn't had anything in any of these, like, lines. So, right, um, yeah, that's, yeah, it's definitely a, like, a gaping hole in the three-three-quarter-inch line that has never been filled. Not Absolutely. Clone Wars figures, not, not anywhere. So, you know, hopefully that happens.
1: Hopefully, when they do get to that, they will continue the pattern of the uh, swappable heads and not the removable helmet. Because... Yeah, that that figure's just not going to work correctly um, with, with with a removable helmet due to the hair.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And I always worry too when when it's a removable helmet. Like I noticed on some of these black series, like Sabine Wren or you know the Django Fat that they recently re released their GameStop. Um, some of those helmets fit on there really tight, so I you know I always kind of get worried the nose is going to get you know deformed or the paint's going to rub off. So. Uh, right. Yeah, totally. If they can do sobble the heads, I think that's totally the way to go.
1: Pretty, pretty much every vintage Kenner uh, Luke Stormtrooper, right? The nose is rubbed off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so what else are you thinking?
1: Uh, I think another one, again, that's in that next tier down, and she was only in two episodes, but she's kind of made a big impact, and I kind of sense a, a bigger role, too, coming uh, would be Fennec Shand, I think, is a natural. I think people would gobble that up uh as a figure uh if if they can release the armor and and that sold out in no time they could do fennec shand
0: now would she have a little panel on her belly that opens up to reveal her robotic innards
1: yeah uh, metal intestines it's a risky procedure (laughs) um (laughs) either way (laughs) i would take it either way uh that they wanted to do that Uh, and and that's actually a removable helmet that i think would work at uh properly at scale too so i think it would be a hit figure
0: I think so, too. And I really like her look. You know, it's a little Zam Wessel. It's a little, yeah. uh, like, you know, Seven Sister Inquisitor. It's, you know, it's, it's just got, you know, it's very Star Wars-y in its look. And uh, I dig it. So I'd, I'd totally buy that, too.
1: And who wouldn't want a sharpshooter? Just who wouldn't want a sharpshooter? Yeah,
0: you always need a sharpshooter. Why not? I mean, you know, you go out to Walmart and looking for a vintage collection. And, yeah, why not? <laughs> um, all right. So another one that I'm thinking is... Uh, a character that I actually surprisingly really liked, and uh, that is Cobb Vanth.
1: Timothy Olafantastic, fantastic, of course. Uh, I would love to see it. Um, obviously, a little riskier if he's not going to have more presence in the in the series.
0: Yes, but uh,
1: yeah. Boba Fett did name drop him, so you have to assume he's going to have a little bit. He... Pelimoto came back, so you got to assume Cobb yeah. Vanth is coming <laughs> back. <laughs>
0: yeah true and uh boba Fett doesn't name drop very many people so <laughs> just think <saying.
1: laughs> he, he's just a simple man trying to make his way through the universe
0: exactly exactly and you know another another uh possibility here where they could do cob and you know do the interchangeable um you know armor pieces i'm kind of thinking like do you remember back in um gosh i think it was legacy collection uh when it was like the uh the camino clone trooper just in his orange like jumpsuit and he had like the the uh, that was
1: a uh, TAC. That was the last wave of uh, 30th anniversary okay. collection.
0: There you go. Yeah, and that one had like the helmet. It also had like the uh, the armor pieces that snapped over his uh, abdomen. And yes, yeah, I'm thinking something like that could could work pretty well if they.
1: And just so uh, any listener that's shaking their fist at me, I meant the last wave of 2007. I know it wasn't the the last last wave. The last wave of 2007 uh, was the uh, that that's what that clone trooper was in. And then he was carried forward to the t- 2008 the uh, waves with the stand as well
0: yeah that uh yeah that was that that was a fun one i mean just you know in yeah. terms of the figure itself but then like the snap on armor just oh it also does this i always like that kind of right.
1: stuff yeah uh it's it's funny um i know kids aren't the target anymore but that sort of interactivity is always something that the kids seem to love too but i know they're not the target of the line anymore
0: right right yeah that would be uh that'd be fun uh, and I always say that's that's always what it's about, ultimately. I mean, we, you know, we like the detail. We like the articulation. But, you know, at the end of the day, these are still toys. And I think it's really important that they make them fun. And um, I'd love to see something like that. I really would. I would, too. Okay, Chris. So um, what else are you thinking in terms of action figures that uh, would do, you think would do pretty well in Vintage Collection?
1: Well, if we're going to talk about sharpshooters um and he was name dropped at the end of the last episode and i'm showing my northeast new england bias i absolutely need a figure of bill burr we need mayfeld in the
0: line yeah that'd be another fun it's like every character from that um from that episode the prisoner would would be like fantastic (laughs) um but yeah especially him if he's coming back this season in a in a larger role then i mean that would absolutely make the most sense but gosh i'd love to have all those characters
1: I would too uh that, that entire uh we, we, we've never had i don't think in realistically styled we haven't had a clancy brown based figure in three and three quarter inch realistically styled um which if you think of how often he's been in, in star wars it's kind of a sin that we don't have a clancy brown brown figure i'm talking about berg from that same episode yeah
0: hopefully that happens um yeah no but that that would be cool uh and then I, I can just imagine how they'd have like their little articulated gun on his shoulder that pop up right. and yeah, possibilities here. Just
1: Yeah, as you said, it's it's, it's a very toyetic. Uh, it would be a very toyetic figure.
0: Yeah, and uh, maybe his mouth would be sculpted open as well.
1: <laughs> as an aside, he should have voiced the dock worker, the Mon Calumari dock worker uh, from the uh, I forgot which episode it was this season where the Razor Crest went into the you know went went to the ocean um, when when he's bringing Frog Lady to her husband. That Montcalmory dock worker should have been voiced by Bill Burr because that was a <laughs> n- North Shore Gloucester fisherman from Massachusetts, if there ever was one. So wow. Bill Burr should have voiced
0: it. Yeah, I can I can see what you mean there. Um, did you see the sweater that I bought? By the way,
1: <laughs> I cracked up. I did. I did.
0: <laughs> it's. Um, I couldn't believe that it was an Amazon branded Amazon sweater. Like it's just so funny that they would use something like that for. For for the Mandalorian, but as soon right. as I, f- I found that out, I was like, you know, what? I've got to get it because that's like the cheapest, like le- least expensive, like one-to-one, 100% prop, like not even a replica, it's the actual prop that was used wow. in Star Wars, so <laughs> I had to do it.
1: Yeah. Everybody Absolutely. thought I
0: was crazy, admittedly, but,
1: hey, you know. It's, it's, it, you're halfway to Halloween next year.
0: Yeah, halfway <laughs> there, exactly. Probably won't take much to get the the rest of the way there, but yeah. um, anyway, Uh, Yeah, no, I agree that those, uh, you know, that'd be a really good choice. I'd love to have a Mayfeld. And um, I'm curious to see too, you know, what kind of role he's going to have, you know, later this season, especially given his uh, little history that he's had with Mando at this point. So right. All right. So, uh, Chris, what else are you thinking?
1: Well, from the last episode, I'm going to kick and scream until we get a Stormtrooper Grenadier. Uh, When I saw that come out with the Mustard yellow polydron and the markings in the grenade launcher or the mortar or whatever he had, we have to get that figure. And um, you know, the, when you start getting into the deeper trooper variants, it does get a little risky. I think sometimes fans don't they get you know kind of cl- we used to call it cloned out from uh, from the prequel trilogy <laughs> era. It might get a little cloned out, it might get a little troopered out, but I don't think so. I want that one very badly.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like Hasbro probably saw that and they just started like rubbing their hands together. Like, <laughs> Yeah, easy money <laughs> easy money that's probably in fact that's probably why they put it in the, that episode so they can make stuff out of it <laughs> um yeah yeah that's that's super easy you can you can do that in both scales and you know easy money
1: so do you think your listeners are yelling at us right now because we haven't mentioned queel who queel who's queel i don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean he's coming May- in retro collection does that not count
1: <laughs> no <laughs> it absolutely does not count <laughs>
0: yeah um what's up with that i mean that that you know we we've gotten some announcements um for grief carga we've gotten um i think he's already hitting retail i gideon and right like i mean yeah i mean quill obviously had more screen time i think than probably than Kara dune probably than um grief carga and I'm off Gideon, so it's just like, where is he?
1: Right. Um, and I'm wondering if the success of the Razor Crest has something to do with this. Not that, it, you know, you would think it would go the other way uh, where he'd get announced. Um, but I'm wondering if they're seeing an opportunity for another product where Quill would work greatly with. And that's the Blurg. So I'm wondering if mm. that's could be what the holdup is
0: yeah I'd be down for a little beast pack that comes with yeah. uh the two of them
1: i would i would absolutely be all over that and it's a it's a it, it's a missing product line that's one of the things that's gone from the vintage collection
0: yeah yeah no there's uh i think there's there's potential there i mean you know we say that this isn't a line focused on kids, but i mean I think a lot of kids do gravitate towards you know the weird like you know monster creature type type products so yes I think that, that'd be pretty safe, a Blurg with uh, with Quill. And, you know, people like us would probably buy multiples anyway, so we could have multiple Blurgs, so.
1: Right. Right. We'd want to get two or three anyway. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just thinking about the packaging. If they could do some sort of callback to the original do-back packaging, that would be great, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I liked what they did with the Wampa for the Black Series this year, but it was, uh, I mean, just in terms of it being a throwback, but it had, like, that weird, like, did you see the packaging it had like that weird flap that sticks out? And
1: Oh, you know me, a three and three quarter inch diehard. I get angry whenever a product that should be released in the vintage collection is released in the Black Series. So I didn't pay any attention to it.
0: I mean, it's not like this was the 40th anniversary of Empire or anything.
1: No. Yeah. When, when's that coming up, by the way? Is that next year?
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that, you know, that's what me and Tyler were talking about in the last episode was just like the missed opportunities of... For vintage collection. I mean, it's almost like a sin, you know, talking about that episode that, you know, that uh, we didn't get a brand new Lando this year for, for you know, an Empire Lando. Um, I know. You know, the one figure you, you would have wanted, you know, with that new carbon freezing set that came out. You know, it's just so unfortunate. There's so, so many missed opportunities for this year with, with Empire. I mean, Black Series got some stuff, but, you know, you're releasing this carbon freezing chamber specifically for that anniversary and you don't supplement it with at least like a wave of figures it's just a little frustrating
1: I'm um, my worry with that is that hasbro sees all three and three-quarter inch is equal so they viewed the retro collection as the stand-in for you know the vintage collection products perhaps i don't know that's just my worry yeah that's but, a possibility uh, i was um i was convinced we were going to get lando revealed at toy fair uh this past year toy toy fair 2020, kind of the last convention we had before the pandemic i was convinced we were going to get it revealed and when we didn't i was flabbergasted absolutely flabbergasted and it's kind of thing i i I always express my frustration with this and again going back to the petition for just more is that the you know these are key core figures that we need updates to that appeal to everyone it appeals to hardcore collectors new collectors casual collectors these are ones that should be just in Hasbro's wheelhouse and we shouldn't have we shouldn't even have to beg for them like we do we shouldn't have to have you know fan right. poles and things like that to get these figures made because these are right in their wheelhouse
0: yeah no exactly yeah very well said and if they had any concerns about how well that figure could potentially do I mean I would say just to charge an extra ten dollars on that playset and put Lando in that set instead of the stormtrooper
1: right right so,
0: yeah so unfortunate. Which, speaking of that Stormtrooper, I'm, I'm sure you saw that. Uh, I think it was Walmart and Amazon. They had uh, the playset marked down to like $27, the carbon freezing chamber. Um, so I grabbed another one because I have I had two already. I kept one in the box. And the second one that I got, uh, the Stormtrooper's uh, card back was like kind of warped. Yep. Um, so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to get, you know, at this price, I'm going to grab another one. I'm going to open it. And, you know, that way I can complete the playset for one. But, you know, two, maybe I'll get a better card on my uh, stormtrooper and it was probably even worse (laughs) that was a little (laughs) upsetting
1: is it me or is that the even thinner cardstock than mainline on that stormtrooper figure
0: you know what i think you might be right it's almost like retro collection it's like pretty thin
1: yeah i think they made it on printed on construction paper
0: (laughs) sure seems like it um where were we
1: (laughs) uh we're talking about figures should we do some deeper cuts should we talk about a couple deeper cuts
0: yeah let's do that um
1: uh, you know, pe- our our of Skull readers um, th- that are listening to this are going to roll their eyes, but, uh, you know, EV99. That's a great crossover to the original 60, uh, 96 and the Mandalorian because uh, I believe Feloni said that one of the Cantina bartenders on Tatooine was the actual EV99. So to me, that would be, it's a long overdue, long, long overdue update. We've only had one figure from Power of the Force 2 for EV99. Uh, it's an original 96. Um, and on Bantha's Call, I pitched the idea of maybe, um, you know, as I said earlier, I think retailers, if you put Mandalorian on the package, they're going to grab it. But, um, you know, we are kind of falling behind on getting the original 96s done because yeah. rightfully the Mandalorian has taken so much spotlight. And I think that's a good thing. I wouldn't deviate from that. But maybe leverage the Mandalorian to get some of the original 96s done and maybe do two packs. Um, yeah. We you know do do the original EV99 from Jabba's Palace, and then a Mandalorian branded EV99, or just you know Cantina bartender. Um, uh-huh. You know you have the one um, of those RA7 droids, the Death Star droids. Uh, that was the bartender in the common house. Um, you know the, where the guild was uh, in the final episode, or the second to last episode of season one. So you know you could do the Death Star droid and the bartender droid. Uh, and you kind of nail out, bang out some of these ni- original ninety sixes, leveraging the popularity of the Mandalorian to do that.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. It wasn't eighty eight in uh, on Corvus in the Jedi yes. episode.
1: Yes, just meant to mention. Yes, walking down the street. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so
0: you're you're totally right. That's such an easy thing to do. I mean, you know, put it in the main line in Mandalorian packaging, but then. I don't know. Do a pulse exclusive or something where you, you could get it in you know Return of the Jedi packaging and you know boom you know you two birds at one stone you know we're gonna buy multiples anyway so
1: right or uh, that 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 is a uh, sort of a different spin on what I'm saying and I'm not uh, that would be valid too but what I was saying is is make a new skew of two packs um, where you could have both side by side but mm. branded under you know the, the, the outer package would be Mandalorian branded so you could have you could have the the um, the Mandalorian version. And for the case of the uh, RA-7 droid, um, w- which was in Mandalorian, it was silver and the Death Star droid was black. So it would be two distinct figures in one pack, uh-huh. but you're using, you're using the Mandalorian badge badging to to sell yeah. it to retailers just as an idea to yeah, try of yeah. get the, the velocity increased on these figures.
0: Yeah, that's another way you could do it too. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I'd love to see something like that. I mean, these, you know, it's it just... I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I mean, I'm sure. You know, maybe Hasbro has their own plans and their own logic and reasoning and ideas. But you know, just you just kind of think to yourself as a collector, like I mean, that's that's like an easy way to uh, to to get both releases out there, and you know, m- multiple opportunities to, uh, to have people collectors buy them. So.
1: I mean, obviously, if if, if nobody wants to stock them, they can't make the product too. So I understand that, you know, yeah. from Hasbro's perspective. But that's what I'm saying. You know. Leverage the Mandalorian's popularity. You know, I I can't imagine that some retailer wouldn't say yes to that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um. All right. So thinking about a little more, we're getting into a little more uh, tertiary territory here. Uh, what else are you thinking, Chris?
1: Well, th- this one obviously is, is overdue in the discussion, um, but we might be forgetting about the character because it you know it hasn't appeared in season two. Obviously, is IG Eleven. Um, ah, it's obviously yeah. one that we, we, we should be getting at some point. Um, and it is a thing that is hard with the vintage collection too, with so few figures per year, we're always behind. So, yeah. you know, just as in this case, I forgot about IG 11 as part of this discussion. He's kind of fading out of, you know, the pop culture forefront right now. Uh, so if he does get released, um, you know, it's not, he's not going to be fresh in people's minds anymore.
0: That's true. And we are really behind on a lot of stuff. I mean, even. You know, uh, even, like, sequel trilogy figures, like, you know, thinking that we haven't gotten, like, Rise of Skywalker Finn. Um, I know. It, it's kind of like, imagine if in, during Return of the Jedi you never got Han in his Endor trench coat, so. I know. It just, I know, and
1: and with the sequel trilogy, it's, I, I hate to say this, uh, getting one or two is almost more frustrating than getting none to me. Because, yeah. you know, it's like, what am I going to do with this i mean we don't in, in the vintage collection we do not have a helmetless kylo ren and there that's basically you know the, the go-to kylo ren for so many scenes you want to set them up with and right. you don't have one there's just so many figures missing from the sequel trilogy
0: that's one i think would probably still do okay i mean you know we're, we're yeah. talking about like figures that would be like massive hits like a ahsoka and boba but like if you did like a rise of skywalker kylo that had the interchangeable you know head and helmet and you know the cape and i i think you know that that probably do pretty well
1: and that, that figure could actually benefit from, you know, we, we keep getting these incremental improvements in the 3 and 3 quarter inch line. Kylo Ren figure would do very well getting that those little few updates, such as ball uh, rocker ankles, excuse me, uh, would do that figure wonders.
0: Yeah, photoreal if it was applied properly. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they hit the target, if the eyes are on the eyes, it's going to shine. Yeah, we don't want stormtroopers
0: painting these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stormtroopers,
1: Stormtroopers that can't hit anything except for Mando, Mando's best car. They drill that every time.
0: Yeah, they can't hit anything except for the guy that uh, is fine if he gets hit. Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, that'd be fun as well. Uh, we we need IG-11. I mean, that's, it, it's kind of unfortunate we haven't gone IG-11 yet. Um, you know, the six-inch one was kind of disappointing. Um and uh yeah and then you know they want to do an exclusive like statue version of ig11 (laughs) to take the same figure and just carbonize it or something right uh what else
1: well we have the off-world jawa coming from with the razor crest and i think we can we can infer from that that a mainline version is coming so we're getting oh uh came back in season two mithril uh, which is Mm. a species but they're using it as a character name it seems uh, you know, he does interact with the Razor Crest, so that would be a good one to get. Yeah, I would take Absolutely. the Zero Droid too in a heartbeat. I personally Ooh. take that. I I love creepy droids, so I would take Zero in a heartbeat.
0: That is a pretty creepy droid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think another way, you know, talking about how you were mentioning EV ninety nine, you know, if they wanted to do something like those, like uh, two packs, uh, you could also do, um, you know, Tusken Raider um you know now that we've gotten or you know we think we're getting jawa off world jawa in the main line um you know tuscans had a big role in uh mandalorian we've seen quite a few of them throughout the series um you know we obviously haven't had had that figure updated in a very very long time i think the last new sculpt we got was what 2006
1: um i think you're right it was it was in the clamshell vintage that was still still using that mold So was that 2006 or 2000 i don't remember to to tell the truth which year it was um but but thank you for remembering that um because i i love tuscan raiders um uh and that that one that mold has a fatal flaw with the swivel elbows under the robes (laughs) and every time you try to engage them they pop off then you have to strip your figure down to pop them back in so it's one of the most frustrating figures in that's absolutely one that, and and it's a figure that spans, you know, it's an army builder that spans the Mandalorian, the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy. So it has a, a ton of application for collectors.
0: Yeah. And I think no better time than now. I mean, honestly, um, that, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of them. Uh, we've we've gotten more yes. Tuscan and Mando than we've ever had before. Um, you know, we've gone to see sides of them that we've never really seen. So... Uh, I think you know there's a big opportunity there to do that figure, and you know, like you're saying Mandalorian packaging, but also you know offer an opportunity to acquire it in uh a new hope packaging and right uh you know brand new figure. i mean it's it's like with the technology they're using now to create a lot of these 3 the quarter inch characters, i mean I just can't imagine they couldn't do like the the one and done definitive um sand person 'cause like you're saying that that last one is just. it's nice it looks nice but then when you start playing with it it's or posing it it's not it's not that great so right uh i think it's way overdue and i think you know now with it being so prominent mando i think it's a great time for them to uh to revisit that
1: and and you could do the um you know even in mando they had single bandolier and cross bandolier uh tuscan raiders so you Mm. could do with a very minimal retooling of the torso you could get two distinct characters too out of that
0: yeah yeah and you know talking about beast packs give us a new bantha because it's been a minute
1: <laughs> oh god absolutely that would look so fantastic in the vintage collection packaging
0: yeah you know i was watching a, a video of somebody that got the or had the uh the 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 30th anniversary collection one uh and they were using like a my little pony brush to like brush its hair <laughs> and, like flatten it out and it, it looked a lot better so yeah you know, maybe the third time in the modern line will be the charm and, uh, you know, they'll right. figure something out for for the fur. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely we need that. We need new Bantha.
1: Should we talk uh, vehicles at all?
0: Yeah, let's do vehicles.
1: So this one is uh, that I'm thinking of right now, it, it's one that um, is a pain for my childhood. because, and, and it continues to be a pain in my uh, modern life because I have never owned one ever. Sandcrawler. I would mm. love to. To get my hands on a sandcrawler. I didn't get the vintage one when I was a kid. It was pretty expensive for what it was at the time. Uh, I didn't get the one that... uh, Did it come to Hot Topics for the original trilogy collection? Yeah, the
0: previews version.
1: Yeah, I I didn't get get that. Yeah, it was previews. And if I remember correctly, the shipping was pretty prohibitive from previews. And then then, uh, when it did show up, it was at Hot Topic. So I didn't have that one. I I don't like the Disney one, the Disney Parks one. Uh, It's too basic for lack of a better word so i would (laughs) i mean it would be a massive risk and it would probably have to be a hazlab consideration i'm guessing but i would Uh, kill for a sandcrawler
0: yeah that um i do have that 2004 version um and it kind of serves its purpose as just being on the shelf like behind my like purchase of the droids like sort of scene that i have yeah um but it's it's tiny it's super super tiny and you know the doors on it aren't that great. Like you try and open the door and put the little ladder on it, and you know the plastic doesn't like lay straight. And um and you know, of course, like you said, that's based off the vintage mold. So right, there hasn't been like a proper one since in you know forty plus years. Like a new sculpt for one for the Sandcrawler, other than that Disney one, which as you say is is kind of weird. Yes, um, it's a little bit bigger, but it's still kind of small and it's still kind of weird.
1: The paint, the paint applications on it are mind boggling.
0: Yeah, more, I think that's probably the biggest
1: Looks like a checkerboard.
0: Yeah, the packing figures, you know, to me that's kind of like whatever. I can use my own figures, but uh yeah. yeah, the the paint on it is just I don't know what happened there. <laughs>
1: and, and if if they did do a sandcrawler as a haslab, um the, the stretch goals could be amazing because you could do it from you know, the you could do it so you could configure it as, you know, Basically, the basic one, the standard sandcrawler, but then a stretch goal maybe could be the attachments for uh, the Mandalorian, um, for the uh, I'm I'm forgetting the name of the planet where where um, Mando rescued the child initially, uh, where Uh Quill was. You know, do do that sandcrawler, you know, as a stretch goal too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that 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 could work totally. Um, Or you know, do two versions. You know, you get the Mando paint scheme version, and then you get the classic. Uh, which I think they're pretty similar. There might have been a little bit of difference in the the color, but um, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's kind of like the like the barge in terms of well, you know, the barge never really like properly existed, but like that's kind of like the barge in the sense that it's it's something that maybe is less in demand by any out for the general public, but it's something that hasn't been properly done before, and you know that potential is is there to do it right. Um, so I think you're right. I think a HasLab could be a good opportunity to uh, to do something like the uh, the Sandcrawler.
1: And uh, if you wanted to do it, if you're an Attack of the Clones fan, you'd need at least two.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Um, in terms of vehicles, I think we uh, also wanted to talk about uh, Mando's speeder that he uses on Tatooine. Uh, because that is... Uh, you know we like speeders. I mean, you know we were talking. Yep. Uh, I think there's another one we're going to talk about in just a moment. But um, talking just about like brand new things that are familiar. You know, Mando's speeder um, was. Uh, you know, it might not have lasted as long as you know we might have liked, but you know, it's. I think it's better to blow up a little speeder than it is. Uh, you know, something like the Razor Crest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why did something happen to the Razor Crest? What did I miss?
0: Hmm. I wonder. <laughs>
1: Um, is it bad that I screamed my toy when that happened?
0: You know, what? I told my husband that, like, after that happened, we were watching it last night. I, I said, hey, I just bought that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it's like, I think we've gotten more Razorcrest maybe at this point than we have Falcon in all the original trilogies. Right. So, right. you know, it's sort and somebody mentioned to me earlier, well, Victoria, well, the barge also got destroyed, like, after 10 minutes. So, yeah, how's that any different? So, right. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs>
1: Um the 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 speeder that he rides is so evocative of the the swoop to me from um Shadows of the Empire which I I I was a fan of Shadows of the Empire so I would love to get that um that mando with that speeder and that to me that is another product line that just seems like a natural that some you know it's it would be a price point accessible product for brick and mortar to stock I I think I feel like
0: Yeah yeah, something like that, you know, shouldn't be too expensive. If they do something like those, what were they called? Like class class two vehicles or class one right, vehicles? Yeah. Um, you know, like the Toys R Us, uh, what they were doing with their format before, you know, I think it was like around 2012, somewhere around there. Uh, you know, a figure and, uh, or two in a vehicle, um, you know, just smaller scale. I think they were like $20, $25. Uh, of course, they wouldn't cost that today. But, um, you know, that sort of format I think could be – potentially be successful and especially like you're saying incorporate the mandalorian branding on it and you know maybe retailers will be more inclined to pick them up
1: and then what would go right into that assortment can we go to the next one yes the classic speeder bike uh redeco it for the mandalorian packing a, a biker scout um and that that mold um the most recent mold from i've uh, from Toys R Us, Toys R Us exclusive. I don't believe it even hit Europe. Mm. So it would be a great Mainline release just to get get in the hands of more people
0: Yeah, absolutely that thing goes for a bit of money on a secondary market these days and uh, When that came out, I really liked it. I bought two. I still I still love it It's I think correct me if I'm wrong But wasn't that like the first like 100% like all new speeder bike since the vintage yes. days? it was
1: okay. it was yep yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's gorgeous, and I, I love the little clear display stand that they uh, included with it. That's held up over the years. Like, I don't have any problems with warping. Like, the whole speeder and the base are, are perfect, so.
1: Yep, it's so much better than that spring-loaded landing mechanism with the um, the flaps in the back that the vintage one had that, you know, they pop off. <laughs> it, would, it would pop off, and then one of your landing gears retracts, and it was just right. so much, much a much better execution. And you don't have to worry about the uh, exploding feature.
0: Oh yeah, easy for display. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I love that vehicle, and yeah, all they have to do is repaint it, uh, put the trooper in there. We already have the trooper. If they wanted to use the one that we already have, and done.
1: Yep, and I, I, I would be very confident in the success of that product.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean it's, it's happening in Black Series, so hopefully you know whoever right. is, is in charge of these uh these decisions for Vintage Collection is like hmm maybe we can borrow that.
1: Or or uh whoever's in charge in charge of uh purchasing at big retailers there's a great opportunity there
0: oh yes i can tell you i'm not i'm not just gonna buy one guarantee you about that i know
1: i know well you need at least two bare minimum you need two
0: yeah if not more (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah no that's that's a really obvious one that's an easy one and uh, i hope that happens because yeah that's i'd love to see that
1: another uh and this would be a, a tieback, sort of a tieback to a, a vintage product as far as the, the size of the packaging. Um, you know, I, I, my favorite mini rig um, from the day was actually the Vehicle Energizer because it wasn't an off-screen thing. It was more of an on-screen uh, thing. So th- that kind of mini rig platform, they could do the E-Web Canon. Mm. Um, that has now appeared twice in, in the series prominently. Uh, I think a lot of collectors would love to get their hands on that. Uh, again, and if again, put it in the Mandalorian packaging, and yeah. I'm sure we'll go gang bar- and 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 maybe develop a, a new skew because I know a lot of people are passionate about seeing um, mini rigs come back in some form. Yes, it's the one. It's the one vintage parallel that has never really been explored.
0: Yeah, I loved like during like the Clone Wars and uh, Shadows of the Dark Side when they were doing like those uh, the packs that had like you know the figure and the little vehicle. Um, yes. Uh, that those were fun. I'm, um, you know, you didn't have to like shell out a ton of money to get them. I think they were like fifteen dollars or something, right? Um, so, yeah, no, that'd be a fun format to see.
1: Yeah, to, to see that again in the vintage collection packaging would be, I think, it would be a a lot of people would get a kick out of that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Would you want to see any adventure sets for the Mandalorian? Why not? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what one could could be. Um, Cantina yeah absolutely um I think that would be a big one yeah and- especially especially if they could do do something where um you know aesthetically it had some reuse for the ot cantina yes alcoves or something like that I mean that would to me would be a huge hit
0: yeah and again dual dual use you know it could serve either purpose and you know you could just market it either way or you know right. manjo branding but then hey finally i have my definitive Mos Eisley cantina diorama that i've been waiting for for 40 plus years and uh you know can set all my gosh how many how many cantina aliens do we have like 30 or something
1: oh gosh <laughs> i i can get you the i can get you the count cuz i just went through and photographed
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh, we have a lot we have a lot and we haven't yes. you know we haven't really had any recently so um
1: we haven't had any since the Vintage Collection has returned, as I've mentioned the last time we were on together. You know, Steve Evans did say to you, that's one of the reasons why it came back, and we haven't had a single Cantina alien. Yeah,
0: and then somewhere along the line, back. they uh, they changed their mind and said, hey, you need three Lukes, you need three Hans, you need, you know, this Lando from eight years ago. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, but yeah, we, that's, you know, still sorely lacking. I mean, it's nice to see things like Zutton, which, you know, I'm not a fan of the, uh, the card back. Oh, right. But, um.
1: Sorry, I I forgot. Yes, we do have one. I forgot about the Zutton repack. Yeah. I know you're not a fan of the card back, huh?
0: No, no, not at all.
1: Well, you know, my, I I have a a different take and I have an article half written that I'm okay if that's the original 96 stand-in for Snackletooth.
0: Huh. Well, I'm looking forward to reading that. (laughs) yeah no that was another one where i was like i just had to turn around and like do my own thing because yeah it just it just it just doesn't feel like kenner-esque and i know you know you're a little more lenient on some of these um matters when it concerns the card back but um uh yeah i just feel like the card on that one is i don't know it just doesn't feel kenner-esque i guess is the best way i could say it but
1: kenner-esque is retro collection in my opinion vintage collection is about perfecting things
0: yeah i could see that but i I guess what i mean is it's more like it looks like more of like the solo like vintage collection figures where it's like very obviously done in like microsoft paint or something
1: oh right right yeah with the with the the heavy (laughs) the heavy effects on the on the photography
0: yeah yeah so
1: (laughs) i'm I'm laughing because i know i'm out on an island on this everybody no nobody agrees with me on this on this take of of uh being leaning on the card backs.
0: Yeah, like some of those solo figures kind of remind me like when you hear about like, you know, models like participate in a photo session and then they see the final product and they're like, that's me? <laughs> like it's kind of like that. So Zutton yep. probably has the same line of thinking like, ooh, I look good. <laughs> um Yeah, so more aliens anyway.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, and and hopefully hopefully they correct the uh, mismatched knee joint uh, and ankle joints on that figure, that would be compel people to purchase it again.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, for that alone, I would I would definitely. I mean, I'm going to buy it anyway. I mean, who, who am I trying to a kid? Right. But you know, if they did fix that, you know, that'd be like, oh wow, they really went out of their way. They care about this little detail that, you know, should have. I guess you know, it's it's a detail that maybe shouldn't have been an issue to begin with. But you know, if we saw them correct it, then that would you know say a little bit more. Right. It, so. Yeah, no, Cantina, I think, is a huge one. You know, we've already seen it a couple of times in Mando. And uh, I think, you know, yeah, do that and include for your carded uh, figure that you're going to include with it. Because, you know, the Jabba's Place that got, got two figures, the, uh, the Carbon Freezing got one. Right. So your Cantina could come with a carded Dr. Mandible.
1: <laughs> the giant ant.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we already had a giant praying mantis, so why not a giant ant?
1: Right, right. <laughs> it's 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 so funny how you know for for most of star wars kind of the visual language for the aliens was kind of the anthropomorphic animals you know so it was it was a man that had a yak head for yak face it was a man that had a then every once in a while (laughs) they go off that paradigm and it's just a giant version of whatever the creature is exactly as you said with 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 uh uh i i won't attempt to pronounce that overly hyphenated name but the uh the praying mantis and now dr mandible and i couldn't believe that's actually the character's name
0: kitty yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> the mantis with the hula skirt because why not
1: yep yep
0: makes perfect sense and, and
1: Mar- mark hamill called it a grasshopper
0: <laughs> yeah he'd probably do something like that um <laughs> yeah no i i i'm all here for that if they want to do the cantina you know i'll, I'll buy I mean, the thing is like with the modular places i think you were saying like one time is that or was it i think it was you and, and when you were talking with with john on facebook uh, vintage collection group you were talking about how you know it's as modular as like like some rocks in your yard or something like that yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, yes the, the carbon freeze chamber just they just rest on one another there's no actual connection uh to me that's what's lacking on that product <laughs> um yeah it's it's it, and i i refined the joke for my review and i said it's as modular as my bmf and my ATTE because they can rest on one another
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that- but
1: you know I, we, we, I, you know i think the Tantum four which seems to be sold out everywhere um already pre-sold out uh you know that seems to more positively connect to one another it just appears that way from the pictures and gives you true modularity and configuration. Sort of the way the, um, the, the, the jobs Palace set did do that with the way you could connect the walls if you chose. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that playset also suffers the same thing that the carbon freezing chamber did because, you know, the whole premise of this play set is that you have tons of rebel fleet troopers and tons of Stormtroopers, <laughs> And uh, we don't have tons of rebel fleet troopers. So a little mind boggling. No.
1: Uh, and if we did, they'd all be uh, AARP members.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm still frustrated about the, about how you know they just repaint they just add photo around and suddenly it's a rogue one figure but all right
1: yeah did they did they have we seen the hair do they at least well actually i, I guess they wouldn't do that because rogue one dovetails up, almost up to the minute with uh, with uh the hallway scene in a new hope so they wouldn't have to give them a little bit darker hair maybe
0: yeah i mean that's I mean, that's the thing with that, with that figure is, you know, all you have to do is, is multiple heads, you know, and you need multiple figures. Like, I I still think the mainline one should have, for the mainline, they should have done just this, you know, the one that they had before with Photoreal, the one that's coming in that set, really. And then for the Rogue One set, if they need, or for the Tana V4 play set, if they really wanted to to do that figure, you know, just put a new head on it, you know, so. Right. But. uh,
1: And it's, it's another product in general that uh, this goes way back. It goes way back to, to. You know even before vintage collection in 2010 that people have been asking for is for the helmetless army builders give us multi-packs and just change the heads out uh yeah it's a product that people would gobble up you know the 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 special action figure sets if, if you could put three three of those troopers three rebel fleet troopers in there with different head sculpts it's not gonna have any problem selling whatsoever
0: yeah yeah no that's that's absolutely true um, they've done, haven't they done that before with something where you had multiple heads that you could, I'm trying to think what it was.
1: Well, they, they did the running change on the, uh, Imperial officer, uh, in Power mm-hmm. of the Jedi and, and actually that rebel fleet trooper too, that swivel knee, swivel elbow, uh, rebel fleet trooper. They changed the heads on that. Mm, uh-huh. Um, obviously, obviously we did have that kind of failed running change from the, the legacy collection with the Hoth yeah. soldier, <laughs> uh, where we, we only got the bearded version, uh, and... In the legacy collection
0: right and the endor soldiers too uh for vintage collection had the two head the running change
1: yes yes and that one they actually (laughs) they managed to successfully uh have that running change go through i think it's the only one within the same line where they intended a running change where where they actually succeeded they 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 did execute the running change on the hug but it was obviously going from the uh from the 08 to the 09 line Mm -hmm. when they did that
0: right right yeah. Speaking of Ugnaughts, <laughs> no, We won't we won't go there. Um, so yeah, can you think of anything else from Mandalorian that, you know, absolutely should be in the vintage collection?
1: Let's see, we talked about the Bantha. I'm trying to, we talked about the blurg. We talked about
0: You don't want the a vehicles, crate Dragon?
1: The figures. Um, maybe a skeleton. <laughs> I'll take the skeleton. <laughs> Especially if I get a sand or an O T sandcrawler, I'll need a skeleton. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, good point.
1: I right. am just more,
0: yeah, just, <laughs> just more a lot more
1: Mandalorian, Mandalorian product.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if Mant- I'm, sure, I'm
1: sure, there's a uh-huh. I'm sure there's a figure we forgot along the way. Oh, we need a new Dark Trooper.
0: We do need a new Dark Trooper. Good point.
1: And somebody uh, pointed pointed this out on uh, the Banskull forums. I haven't confirmed it. They said that the the flight sound effect for the Dark Troopers um, in the show matched the sound effect from the video game from Dark Forces. Huh,
0: that's interesting.
1: Which is pretty cool if they did that.
0: Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, that, that you know, that's another one. Army Builder, uh, people will buy multiples. Yep. Include the little flame effects so you can make it, like, fly and stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. A lot of potential there.
1: I would take that comm officer, too. Um, Moff Gideon's comm officer.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I would take that, but Imperial officers don't seem to, they they seem to be hit or miss at retail. Right. Um, but, you know, it would be a female Imperial officer, which would
0: be pretty cool. I think the only one of those we've gotten would have been like in the comic packs or I think when uh, it was a Force Leash, right? We got, what, what was her name? Yeah, Juno. Juno, yeah. Juno Eclipse, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty cool name actually, Juno Eclipse. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fun figure. So yeah, I agree. That'd be that'd be a fun one to see uh, if they wanted to go a little deeper on those Imperial officers, which, you know, right. I love all that stuff. So, you know, I'd happily take it. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, I think if Mandalorian has shown us anything is that you know the the love for Star Wars is there. It's real um, for a lot of people. It's it's come back um, for a lot of uh, people. The you know buying the product, the merchandise, you know whether it's like the vintage collection or you know anything beyond that, um, you know has come back. Uh, you know, the, like you said, the Mandalorian branding is is something that retailers are latching onto. So you know, as we've outline here there's a lot of possibilities that uh you know we feel would be successful if implemented into the vintage collection line so you know here's hoping for good things to come in the future for uh, for vintage collection
1: absolutely and we, we need mandalorian the flamethrower too
0: yeah why not
1: my my space balls joke
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah a good role play accessory there i mean i could i could, yeah. I could use that here at home Totally. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, uh, where can our listeners go to find you online?
1: Um, obviously, the uh, the most direct way is to go to com, our website. Um, we are a uh, b- busy time of year for us personally, so we're a little bit behind the ball on um, providing daily content, but we are still providing content um, at least a few times a week. Um, for up-to-the-minute contact with us, the best way to get in touch with us would be on Uh, either Twitter, uh, where it's uh, at BanthaSkull.com, or on Facebook, where it's just at BanthaSkull.
0: Sweet. Um, Chris, as always, it's been fun. Uh, You know, there's a lot of stuff we want to see from Mandalorian. You know, we still have a couple episodes left, so really exciting stuff. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. And, uh, you know, as, as it always is, it's been a blast. So thank you.
1: As always, thank you for having me on. It's an honor to be part of this, and thank you for inviting me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Vintage Collection Podcast. For the latest developments, be sure to visit BanthaSkull.com and follow our contributors via the links in our show notes. You can follow Victoria's Cantina on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more Star Wars toy collecting content, subscribe to the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel and listen to the Cantina Chatter Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can spare a moment or two, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about the show. No matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Vintage Collection Podcast. Collect them all, and may the Force be with you.